come on. Yeah, come on. It's like that. It's like that. Hello and welcome to my young, loyal listeners of Teen Bible Study Talk in 10 Minutes. So what do you know? Word on the go. This podcast is brought to you by and produced by Real Time with the Bennett's, where real talk happens all the time. I'm your host, Minister Bennett, of today's episode, and my co-host is the lovely Sister Bennett, as my husband affectionately calls me. Thank you for allowing and trusting us to be a part of your Christian walk. In this week's episode, we will be discussing weathering the blues as teens according to God's word. Yeah, that's right. Come on, come on, come on. Welcome to our second episode of the year. As you know, we're going to talk about weathering the blues, right? I found out a fun fact. Well, not really a fun fact. I found out that people typically get into a depression, a blue state, or they find themselves in dark places by the third week of the new year. Uh, Quite ironic. And the reason being is because typically they have already failed at their new year resolution. They've already given up on whatever commitments and goals they set for themselves or they simply see no way out in this new year. Anyways, let's get down into it, though. Here we go. The world and the biblical meaning of blues. Feelings of melancholy, sadness, and depression. Psalm 41. No, take it back. Psalm 41 and 2. We can find the biblical definition of this very thing or maybe the antidote. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. We find here in that Psalm 40 speaks to our temperament. Why is this so important? Our first response in most, if not all, troubling situations is to withdraw and live in the pain, hurt, disappointment, which puts us in a very blah to blue mood. This scripture tells us to cry out. Don't keep it inside. To begin speaking to the Lord. Pray. No parent wants to stand by and hear the cry for help from one of their children without going to their aid to see if they can ease or fix the pain. God is no different. That's why we cry out to God so he can come to our rescue. He is our father. You are God's child and God will not sit by idly while your life is turned upside down. We simply have to learn the art of patience. It's all we got to do. Here's a song, or here's a lyric, or here's some lyrics of a song that ties to this. No matter how long our trouble may seem, this is a perfect song. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He may not come at the exact moment you want him, but he is always right on time. Yeah, because he's an on-time God. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. That's Jesus. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is as easy as it gets. It's, this can't be no easier. If you're feeling down, feeling blue, feeling unworthy, feeling stepped on, or just feeling out of sorts, you can go to Jesus. It's simple. Jesus knows that the yokes and problems or issues of this world or lifetime can be tough, hard, and ugly. He offers us his yoke. What is yoke? 
In this sense, it is not an egg yolk with an L. A yolk is something that is placed around the neck of an animal to pull something of significant weight. Why is Jesus' yoke so much better? Because if you learn of him and how he does and handles things, you will find gentleness, humility, and more importantly, you will find rest. Or we could have simply just said his yoke is easy and his burden is light, like the scripture says, which means he will be right there with you as you go through your many situations doing all of the heavy lifting and all of the tough pulling of your problems. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back after a short break. We are back live in PNT Podcast Studio after that short break where we had our power-packed first segment. We're going to talk about some practical ways to weather the blues. Getting over being hurt, disrespected, rejected, ignored, and ghosted can be a trying time in anyone's life, let alone the life of a teen who is full of trust and love. I know you're full of love and trust. Don't deny it. Knowing this requires a delicate touch of reassurance and commitment to fix the wrong that was done to you or against you. Here's a little bad news before the good news. People are less likely to recognize the pain or disappointment their actions or inactions may have caused before the pain sets in to know that they need to begin the healing process. So you must forgive them. The good news is I want to share some practical ways you can weather these storms and dark places in your life. Number one, open yourself to God. Allow God to see you for who you really are. Surrender yourself. Okay, I know that was lame because God is omnipresent and he sees us all the time because he's everywhere. But whether or not he has permission to move about in your life requires you to give him permission to do so. What I'm saying is this, invite God in to see you and surrender because you want him there, not because he's already there. There are two places in the Bible where we find this type of surrendering. Psalm 31 and 5. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. Luke 26, 46. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Number two. God is a deliverer, not a jailer. He doesn't put you in jail. God will always and I mean always come to the aid to deliver us from our thoughts if we diligently seek after him. God is not a man that he should lie. Let me read Matthew 6.33 for you. My favorite scripture. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. What is to be given? What is to be added? That's a great question. Joy, peace, kindness, goodness, and self-control. It's okay. Okay. Let me jump. I got another scripture for you. Hebrews eleven sixteen. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Okay. What is the reward? Everlasting life through his son, Jesus Christ, and the desires of your heart, which is happiness, not the blues. Okay. Number three, God will free you from what's keeping you down or, or what is blue in your life. What, what takes you to that dark place? You have to decide in the moment, will you allow that person, that situation, or that thing to keep you a prisoner of sadness, hatred, or the blues? God will push the walls that appear to be closing in on you away. 
God will create an environment for you to be free from the blues. As God's children, we are provided a special place we can run to in the middle of trouble or anytime we choose to. Psalm 27 and 5. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon the rock. Psalm 91, 1 and 2. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. As you can see from these scriptures, God will always place us in a place where we are safe and protected. And He will sometimes elevate us so that we are above those or above those situations that we think that we can't get above. God will always take us out of those dark places. Nothing in God is dark. That's why He said, we can abide in his pavilion. That's why he said we could take shelter in him where the most high is. There is nothing but light there. There is no darkness. So I say to you, don't let those dark places keep you down. Hey, let's see what they're rapping about over here in the conversation corner. Hey, Minister Bennett. What y'all rapping about over here? We were chatting about how sometimes we get down and sad. Some said because of the current virus situation, that makes them sad. And others talked about they get sad because they are not able to be around their friends in groups. I expressed to them that I can relate to that. Sometimes it is hard not to be able to spend time with your friends and being able to hang out like before. But with all of the resources that we have available to us, it should help a little bit. Like FaceTime, Zoom, Duo, the WhatsApp. I know. I know it doesn't take the place of being in the presence of your friends. But for right now, this is where we are. Remember Psalm 139.3, God knows our thoughts are far off and he is acquainted with all of our ways. So when we are feeling down, God knows. When we are discouraged, God knows. When we sometimes want to give up, God knows. But I'm so grateful to have you here with us that you press through all of those feelings. If you have not completely pressed through, hang in there. Better days are ahead. I'm reminded of a song by the late Timothy Wright, Trouble Don't Last Always. Stay in the race. Stay in the fight. Don't give up. Psalm 31, 3, 4 reads, Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. This is so awesome because it shows that when we are feeling down or sad or want to give up, we have a safe place to go. We have a refuge. God is right there with us, going through everything we go through, feeling everything we feel. Ask him to lead and guide you out of your dark place. And maybe this is not your current situation, but you know someone that is in a dark place. Right now, pray for them. Encourage them. Listen to what Paul wrote to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 7, 5, and 6. For indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts. Inside were fears. Nevertheless, God who comforts the downcast comforted us by the coming of Titus. So as you can see, even back in the day, people had been troubled, sad, and downcasted. But God sent someone to encourage them. And since God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, he may send you, yes, you, to be a light in someone's dark world. 
Be ye always ready. In summary, the importance of weathering the blues. This is going to be probably the most important thing I'm going to say about getting over the blues, the depression, the heartache, the pain, the disappointment, and the dreaded portrayal of a dear, dear friend. This secret place I've been talking about, this hiding place that the Bible speaks of, anyone, and I mean anyone, can come, anyone can stay, and anyone can live in his presence. His meaning God. You have open access because of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. One requirement, put faith in Jesus' blood and enter in God's presence. God is as close as your heartbeat, as close as a breath you take. And that is why there is safety and life in God's presence. Take a look around. God's presence surrounds you and covers you. As always, please don't forget to subscribe and share so that you and your friends will get all future notifications when new and exciting episodes are uploaded and posted. Until next time, stay safe and live a life holy and acceptable to God. After all, it's your reasonable service. With a special thank you to LJ Productions for post-production's editing techniques that's used for this podcast. This podcast was sponsored in part by the Body of Christ Church in Waldorf, Maryland, Pastor Kenneth E. Stewart, its Christian Education Ministry, in association with Real Time with the Bennetts. Well, Real Talk, what? You got it. Happens all the time. Yeah, it's like that.